Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's difficult to put today's parable into an exact perspective. Our Lord says that the king's debtors owed him 10,000 talents. But the talent is a weight rather than a coin. So we're talking about a weight of gold and silver. And the best guesses that are the weight was somewhere between 50 and 100 pounds. It doesn't help that the value of gold and silver has fluctuated enormously since the time of Christ. Whatever the actual value, the debtor owed 10,000 of them. And the fact that the king felt justified in seizing the man's wife and children along with him suggests that the debtor had a great, great deal he owed. Well, quite clearly, the king is a metaphor for God. And the great debt is the debt due to sin. That we, fallen men and women, are in the habit of piling up. God is infinitely greater than his people. So even a single sin represents an insult so great that we have no way of repaying it. The book of Proverbs tells us that even the just man falls seven times a day. So the debt due to our sins is some unimaginable amount. It may even take the 10,000 talents seem small by comparison. So the sin of Adam and Eve lost salvation for all of mankind. And again, the 10,000 talents seemed insignificant when compared with universal damnation. But just like the king, God had compassion on his debtors. Adam and Eve had nothing of value, not even by mortal human standards. They could not even begin to make amends to God for their transgressions. But God has compassion. In fact, immediately he promised mankind a representative that would make good the debt of sin. We all read in the third chapter of Genesis, God promised to put enmity between the devil and the offspring of Eve, that her offspring would crush the head of the devil. Mary, Our Lady, the daughter of Eve, would give birth to a new Adam, the Savior, who would populate the, new, the world with a new race of men and women redeemed by the blood shed by the God-man on the cross. God would become man and dip into his own treasury to make the debt good. Christ could do what no other man could, for he was God, the Son of God. And all his actions, all his actions, are of infinite value. One can only speculate that a lesser action than his agony and death on the cross would have been adequate to pay the debt of fallen mankind. He could have waved his hand. After all, all of our Lord's actions were of infinite worth. The fact that he suffered and died speaks two things. First, it gives us an idea of just how compassionate God actually is. 
He just wasn't writing off the debt with the wave of his hand. He was going so to the extreme personal sacrifice of giving his son's only life. Perhaps more importantly, his agony was an indication of how serious sin is. We are insignificant in comparison with Christ. If he accepted crucifixion to pay for our sins, how much more would we, imperfect human beings, have to suffer to pay the same debt? Of course we cannot. But just imagine if the only way to expiate our sins would be to be crucified. That's horrible. A lot of people even chafe when they're asked to do a rosary in the confessional for penance. Imagine if they had to be asked to be crucified. So the subject of confession raises another example of God's compassion. The crucifixion took place on a certain day, a certain time in history. It redeemed all of mankind alive at that time. But surely there would be new sins committed from the day, that day forward. And God's compassion was so great that he arranged to have the merits of his crucifixion be applied for sinners in the future, as well as the past times. He established a priesthood that could renew the sacrifice of the cross in the unbullied manner as he prescribed at the Last Supper. And because these men offer a sacrifice of Christ, they too are capable of forgiving the sins of men and women in his name. Whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Now if we go back to the parable, we see that it did not end with the forgiveness of the first debtor. A second man enters the story, one who owes the first debtor a very, very small amount, a hundred pence, as the gospel says, a few pieces of copper, quite frankly. The second man repeats, if you recall, that same verbatim entreaty, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. But this time the result is quite different. The man's pleas inspire no compassion but only a hard-nosed attempt to collect the debt immediately. So quite predictably, the king who represents God in the parable is disturbed with that first man. The parable would have us understand that God is angry with those of us who fail to imitate his compassion. After all, he gave his only son for our redemption to pay our debt. Yet, we are pretty exacting in demands from our debtors. We go to law courts to try to collect small amounts. We try to even place a lien on our debtor's home or car or even the means of livelihood. And in particular, if the debt was illegal, let's say a gambling debt, some of us will stoop even low to resort to violence. But God's compassion it goes far beyond monetary debt so should ours. Indeed, most of what we owe God for sin is in the realm of insult. We snub God by our sins. We are, in effect, saying that my needs and my pleasures are more important than God's law. We're telling God that it doesn't matter to us. Yet, God forgives. And so we must forgive. We must forgive all those who are unkind 
or spiteful or petty or inattentive or causes grief and anger in any way, we must forgive. From today's Mass, we must learn that sins are forgiven at a very, very great price. Whenever we are tempted to sin, we should recall to mind the image of our Lord suffering on the cross and resolve to add not even a bit, a little bit, to those sufferings. And secondly, we must try to imitate God in his compassion, generously forgiving those who trespass against us so that God, in turn, will forgive us our trespasses against him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.